If you live in a big city and you're into filmmaking, then you are most likely familiar with the 48-hour film festival. On the off chance that you're not though, what the 48-hour film festival is, it is a yearly competition where you have groups of filmmakers getting together and pledging to make a short film during 48 hours, generally within a weekend. Now, the way that these topics for these short films are decided is these teams are given a line of dialogue and a prop and a character that has to appear in the movie, and then they pick genres out of a hat. Now, I really, really like the idea of the 48-hour short film festival. It's a great way to put together something in a short period of time, it's a great motivator for creative people, and it's an amazing way to meet fellow individuals who are into making movies. With all of those compliments out of the way though, let me share a story of a particularly harrowing shoot that I experienced at a 48-hour film festival. Hi, my name is Mike Jesus Langer, I'm a short story writer on the internet, and this is Broadcast from Prague 13, a podcast where I talk about writing and occasionally other stuff, and I think we're well in the other stuff category for today, because I'll just be talking a lot of shit. <laughs> um... Quick disclaimer, I, I will not use names or, or any identifying marks. Um, but if you happen to be the person who the story is about, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I would like to believe that the director of this movie that I'm going to be talking about uh, has grown enough as a human being to be able to acknowledge that his behavior during that weekend was suboptimal. Um, so yeah, <laughs> let me let me tell you a story about a bad time on a set. So this is about three, four years ago. I'm, I'm kind of uh, cloudy on, on the exact timing of the story, but let's say four years ago, we set up this 48-hour film festival, and oh, I'm gonna need to use fake names here. Um, I was... <laughs> not anymore. We haven't talked since this. But I was friends with a guy, uh, let's call him Jake, and Jake was an aspiring director, and uh, as the 48-hour film festival was coming up, Jake hits me up and he's like, hey Mike, do you want to do something? And I say, yeah, sure, that sounds like a great idea, and I collect a couple of my creative friends, Jake collects a couple of his creative friends, and we set up this about 20 people strong team to partake in the 48-hour film festival. Um, there are three writers, I'm the head writer, and there's two writers kind of working below me. We have a cinematographer and a camera person and a drone operator, which will be a very important part of the story later on. And uh, we kind of have this group of friends, or people who loosely know each other, that is going to shoot a film for the 40-hour film festival. Now, as this is being set up, we're about two days away from the festival actually taking place and this girl that uh, was meant to be the producer for the team a person who i recommended she hits me up and she's like hey mike i've been talking to jake one-on-one -on -one for a bit and um i have my reservations about his character and whether he is able to actually run a film set um can you vouch for this dude <laughs> and I I was friends with Jake for about two months. We were we were working on a short film uh, that never got finished for uh, for reasons that will become very apparent soon enough. 
But at the time, I was like, yeah, Jake seems like a reasonable dude. This is going to be a fun weekend. I don't know why you're seeing red flags. Little did I know that the red flags that she was seeing um, were very much there. And she was very much right. So if that girl happens to be listening right now, my sincerest apologies for dragging you into this mess. Anywho, um, she expresses some doubt about Jake's ability to, uh, to run a film set. There was another person, and I don't exactly remember the details, who also like, came up to me and they're like, Hey dude, this, this Jake guy is giving me uh, not the greatest vibe. I feel like he might be a bit power hungry on set. And I said, nah, he's, he's fine. I've been working on him on developing this short film. Uh, the guy seems like a nice dude. <sighs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> turned out uh, the guy wasn't that amazing at organization or at delegating tasks. The day of the festival comes, Jake and the director of photography for the team, they go to the actual place where the opening ceremony of the festival is happening where they're picking out uh, the genres out of a hat and uh, me the other writers and the rest of the team we all kind of stay in our base of operations and as we're sitting there we're kind of waiting for a text from Jake to tell us what the genre is what the character is all those sorts of things and the text comes in um, if I remember correctly uh, the prop that we had to use for the short film was a stick of butter, which was meant to be a joke because there was a big butter shortage in Czech Republic at the time. But it was uh, a stick of butter for the prop. It, the line of dialogue that we had to use was, I just want to be alone. And the character that we had to have, it could be male or female, I forget the name, but uh, it was meant to be an athlete. So it was meant to be a short film that used a stick of butter as a prop, had the line of dialogue, I just want to be alone, and had to feature an athlete uh, as one of the main or supporting characters. So we get that, and then we're just kind of waiting for the genre, but, you know, as there's about 15 of us sitting around the table, we start throwing around ideas. And... All of those ideas, I do not remember any of them because they are completely irrelevant to this story. But I remember we we had an idea, uh, then we get the genre picks and we were either meant to make a coming of age movie or a film de femme. So, you know, like a female empowerment movie. And I distinctly remember being in that room and we were all so fucking excited. Like there was 18 of us, we came up with an idea that fit all of the parameters. If I remember correctly, it was it was about a mom who's going to a drug deal to buy some butter. Uh, and, it, you know, probably not the most genius idea of all time, but the room was really excited about this idea. Uh, so, you know, we, we nailed down what the short film is going to be about. Meanwhile, Jake and the director of photography, they're making their way back to the apartment. And the way that the timing was set up is they were going to get the information that we needed by 9 p.m. and we wanted to have the script done by like 11 p.m., like a final draft. So, you know, as soon as we kind of know what short film we want to shoot, uh, we send the rest of the crew out and me and the other two writers, we sit down and we start brainstorming, we start outlining, we start drawing up characters and we're so excited about this idea, but 
when Jake walks in, his first words are, okay, tell me what you got. And I pitch him the idea. And, you know, the writers are really excited. We're, we're all in a really good mood because we're like, this is going to be a fun weekend. We can shoot the short film. Everybody is on board. This is going to be great. And I pitched the idea. And then Jake says, no. So we're all kind of taken aback. And, uh, you know, one of the writers is like, what, what part of the idea do you not like? And Jake is like, all of it, I just just give me a different idea. And we're like, well, Jake, we just we just spent the past hour working on this idea. Everybody on the set is is down to do this idea. Um, this is a team effort. And he says, well, I, I rented all of the equipment, which by the way, nobody wanted them to rent equipment. Everybody was like, we have cameras, we have microphones, we can do this without professional equipment. And Jake was like, no, 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 we're gonna win this. So I'm gonna rent, like, a thousand dollars worth of equipment. But okay, um, Jake is not budging, the writers are confused, I am confused, and we throw out a bunch of different ideas, you know, just kind of throwing stuff at the wall, looking at his face, hoping for Twitch, and then, at some point, it was either me or, or the other writer that says that we could have a world where butter churning is a professional sport and it could be a sports movie of this girl who who wants to be a butter churner or i don't think we even got that far with the idea i think we just we just pitched the opening scene of a guy going through a park and there's a bunch of people like practicing churning butter in the park uh which if you've never seen somebody uh, churned butter, it very much looks like a double-handed double -handed hand job, uh, which we thought was kind of funny. Um, so one of us pitches this this idea of like, yeah, a bunch of people like churning butter in, in, in the park and everybody's real confused. And Jake is like, yeah, that's, that's the movie that we're shooting. And then we're like, okay, but, but like, that's just an image. We don't, we don't have an idea for a movie to go along with this. And Jake says, well, you guys are the writers, you're the ones who are meant to come up with this stuff. So I'm gonna go have dinner, when I come back, I wanna, I wanna see a script. Um, Jake leaves, uh, him, the DP, and I think the producer, they, they go out for dinner. And the writers are, the, the other two writers are uh, very, very demoralized because Jake didn't treat us very nicely. Uh, like, there was, there was very little human interaction in, in that room. It was a guy ordering us around without knowing what he actually wanted. Um, but, you know, we, we grit our teeth. Uh, we write a summary. Uh, I, I quickly type out, like, the first draft of, uh, of the script. And we don't like it. Like we, we don't we don't think it's a particularly good script. So we, we just start working on the idea that we pitched before. And I'm like, look guys, I know Jake, he's gonna be reasonable. Uh let's let's you know do this thing that he told us to do, but let's very quickly draw up an outline, maybe maybe a couple first pages for this other idea that everybody else on the crew wants to make. So we do both. Jake comes back. And we're like, okay, here is the thing that you asked for. And he looks at it and says, no. And we're like, no what? And he's like, I, it's, it's, it's not what I want. And we're like, okay, well, 
is there any sort of constructive feedback that you have? And he says, no, it's just, I don't know, it, it has a bad feel to it, try again. We're like, okay, well, since you don't like this and it's currently 11 p.m. and we have to shoot this movie tomorrow, we also have this other idea that we want to pitch you and he immediately shuts it down. It's like, is this based on the idea that I did not like two hours ago? We're like, yes, but you didn't hear the idea, let us explain it to you. And he says, no, just work on the thing that I told you to work on. Um, I'll, I'll be back in like an hour. And at this point, I, I'm like, oh, the writers look like they're gonna leave. Uh, the, the mood in the room is not good. <laughs> so I tell Jake that I'm gonna go have a cigarette and that I want him to join me. And we go outside and me and him, we have a very direct talk where I'm like, dude, these people are gonna walk off. Uh, the other writers are gonna walk off, the other people in the crew are gonna walk off, because the vibe here is not good, <laughs> and nobody here is comfortable. To which Jake says, well, I spent a thousand dollars on renting all of this equipment, uh, I think I can make everybody significantly more uncomfortable if we end up shooting something that I don't want to shoot. So I tried. Like, I, I I put in my effort to be like, hey dude, this is, if we continue going this course and ignoring everyone, uh, this is going to be a shipwreck. Uh, but Jake persisted. Jake persisted and I figured, hey, let's just, you know, make lemons out of lemonade and do whatever we can with the script. And... We go back inside, we're, we're doing the writing in the kitchen, everybody else is in the living room, kind of organizing stuff. And uh, we write out a first draft by like midnight. And I explain the script to Jake in front of everybody. And his response is like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted. And you know, I go scene by scene, I'm like, this is the first scene, this is the second scene, this is the third scene, this is the fourth scene, this is the fifth scene. And Jake says, yeah, 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 that's, that's good, write that. So we write that movie, and then I give him the script, and he's like, nah, try again. We're like, okay, well, can you be a bit more specific about the feedback that you're giving us? Uh, and he's like, I don't know, it just feels wrong. So I take away the script, and I take out the piece of paper that has the scene-by-scene description, and I'm like, okay, wait, so this is what you said yes to, Scene A, scene B, scene C, scene D, scene, scene E, you know, whatever. I go through the whole thing. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. So I grab the script. And then I'm like, okay, well, this is scene A. Do you like that? And he's like, yeah, 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 this, this, this one's good. And I'm like, okay, well, this is scene B. Do you like that? And he's like, yeah, 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 this is good. This is scene C. That's the same thing that you said yes to. Do you like it in the script? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's awesome. This is scene D kosher and he's like yeah I'm like okay and this is scene E is there is there any problems with the scene in the script he's like no 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 I'm like okay well so you're saying you're okay with the script and uh, the manager is very confused like no 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 I, I want a different script but these are the scenes that you want here are the scenes you have no problems with the scenes yet somehow he, he finds umbrage with, with the existence of the script. It's this long back and forth where, where for the next three hours we're just constantly working on the script, 
uh, up to the point where the producer, the girl who, who earlier said that she had a problem with Jake, comes in and, uh, you know, with, with the biggest I told you so grin, she's like, look, just, just whatever you have, go present it in the room where there's everybody else, read the script out loud, we'll make sure it passes. Uh, and I'm the one who is tasked with with reading the script. So we so we have this semi-finished draft um, And I read the script and as I read the script I look at Jake and he looks unhappy But whenever I hit any point of the script that is meant to be even mildly funny The producer laughs real hard Like it's, it's not like a haha. I'm having fun laugh. It's I am laughing to show to Jake that this is a humorous scene. And the other people in the crew seem to kind of like catch on to this. So I am reading a five minute or... I, no, 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 originally it was meant to be like a ten minute short film. I'm reading this ten minute short film and whenever there is a mildly funny joke, the room erupts into forced laughter. And, and as Jake hears the laughter, he, he starts laughing along, you know, kind of nodding his head, being like, yeah, I like this. And then I finished reading the script. Um, Jake again has problems with it, but you know, we kind of argued him away. The producer takes control. And she's like, look, we, we, we need to shoot the script. Uh, we can, you know, edit through some of the dialogue. We can edit through some of the locations, but this is the script that we have to shoot because we have to start shooting in like four hours. We, we have a morning shoot set up for like 7 a.m. This has to be very close to the final script. So Jake okays it, and uh, you know I kind of go through the, the last version of the script. There is also a, a native-speaking Czech writer, uh, and the film is meant to be in, in Czech. So he translates all the dialogue. Poor guy got really sick after after uh, after this writing thing because we were just like working from like 8 p.m. until 5 a.m. Uh, but this guy, a fantastic writer. Uh, I guess I shouldn't say his name, otherwise it's super easy to figure out what this short film was. Um, but if you're listening, you know who you are. Thank you. You're, you're, you're good people. Let's, let's work together at some point. But this guy translates off the dialogue into Czech. And uh, what the short film is, is again, we have to have the prop of butter, the line, uh, I, I want to be left alone. We have to have an athlete. And we decide on making it a mix between a coming-of-age movie and a film de femme movie. And the movie opens up with a shot of a park, and people are doing the whole practicing, uh, practicing butter churning, and there's, there's a page of dialogue between these butter churners where, you know, through subtext, through organic conversation, they establish that this movie takes place in a world where like butter churning is a sport that that people do that there's a competition and all this sort of stuff so we have like a page worth of world building dialogue that sets up this whole movie and what the movie is about is this girl who really wants to be a butter churner but when she tries churning the butter her hands keep on going from side to side to side to side to side so she cannot fulfill her dream in which enters uh the best butter churner in the world marek yagi inspired by Mr. Miyagi um, and he invites her to come over to a studio to teach her how to be a better butter churner and she's like oh that that sounds great and then the next scene is is her coming to like his studio where he's meditating with a stick of butter on his head 
and uh, then he's trying to teach her how to churn butter. Um, and you know, she, she still can't do it. Her hands are s still a bit too shaky. So Marek Yagi turns out to be like a weird sexual predator. And he's like, well, maybe you need some practice. And then he does like the hand job sign. She slaps him. She says, uh, she says, I want to be left alone. And then she runs away. She comes back home. She rips off his poster off the wall. She throws the butter churner to the ground and she starts angrily trying to break it. But through trying to break it, she releases her inner rage, which allows her to become an actual butter churner. So at the end of the day, it is a thumb to thumb. Not, not a particularly good one, but like structurally, it's about a woman who has a dream. Uh, and uh, she, she tries to learn from a mentor who ends up being a creepy sex fiend. And through her anger at the creepy sex fiend, she ends up actually achieving her dream on her own. You know, it's not Ibsen, but it works. <sighs> um, I go home at around 6am. Like, the script is done, people, people are getting ready to, to go to the shoot. Uh, I am pretty proud of the script, uh, with the amount of time that we were given, with with uh, Jake's uh, directorial directions, uh, I think we did a good job. And I think what really sold the script was that first page of dialogue where we kind of established this world um, and we established the rules of the universe that like being a butter churner is something that people are into. And uh, I go to sleep. I come back home, I go to sleep and I wake up around 4 or 5 p.m. to like 57 messages on my phone <laughs> and it's a lot of messages from the producer it's a lot of messages from the other writers it's a couple messages from jake it's a couple of messages from other people in the crew and none of them are like good messages none of them are like yeah man it's going great <laughs> no all of the messages are like okay so there's a bit of an issue and the the most pertinent messages were from the producer, where she's like, Mike, you're not going to be very happy with what has happened with the script. And, uh, you know, I go back to kind of the base of operations and I sit down with the producer and I'm like, okay, so, so what's up? She's like, well, we got to the park and instead of shooting the thing that is in your script, Jake insisted we get a, we get a really cool drone shot of uh, of the girl walking away from Marek Yagi. To film this drone shot took about two hours out of, you know, like a very tight shooting schedule. And because we only had, you know, a limited amount of time and we spent two hours doing this drone shot, um, we had to make some edits to the first page of the short. And uh, this, this film festival took place in Prague, the movie was in Czech, but the thing is, Jake is not Czech, the, in, the, the, the camera people were not Czech, the lighting people were in Czech, the actors were Czech, but they were also strangers, like the actors we did not know. So you, 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 you can't just randomly... Uh, on the spot tell tell an actor to to edit your dialogue for you so Jake with his extremely limited knowledge of 
the Czech language, rewrote the first scene into something considerably, considerably less functional as an opening to a movie. Instead of uh, three butter churners having a conversation about butter churning and, and kind of establishing a character for our main protagonist and all that sort of stuff, uh, the one page of dialogue was broken down into two lines of dialogue. Dobrý den, which means good day. Taky, uh, I, I forget the actual Czech word for it, but it was like, are you, are you also churning butter? And that's it. And she's like, mm-hmm. So instead of having like a setup for universe, uh, we have good day, are you churning butter? Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then the girl meets Marek Yagi and he introduces himself and all that sort of stuff. So immediately there's 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 a problem because uh, it's a really absurd concept that is not introduced whatsoever. Uh, so that's that's not a good start. But things go downhill from there. Um, when I get to the base of operations we're shooting the scene of, like, Marek Yagi uh, meditating with a stick of butter on his head as, as this girl comes over to his apartment for, like, the special butter-churning lesson. Jake insists that we spend about two hours trying to film the scene where he has the butter on top of his head. Like, they set up lights, and because they set up, like, these really hot lights, the, the butter starts melting, and then the guy has to, like fix his hair because it's just a man covered in butter uh, um, and problems arise up to the point where the majority of the crew is like in the kitchen with us everybody's chain smoking nobody's happy the guy whose apartment we kind of use their base of operations uh he completely checked out like he would just walk up to me and be like yeah fuck this jake dude and i'm like yay this is this is such a wonderful set to be on um, as they're shooting, you can tell that the actress who is playing uh, the protagonist, she's not comfortable on set because she has no idea what is happening in this movie. Um, we almost don't shoot like the line of dialogue that we have to have there because at this point we're just skipping over scenes because we're running out of time. And uh, we get to the end of the movie where, again, the, the final scene is meant to be her coming back from being sexually harassed and she tears down... <laughs> She tears down the poster of Marek Yagi, and in anger, she starts messing with the butter churner, uh, and then everything is, is resolved, because through her anger, she becomes a good butter churner. Now, at this point, the actress is no longer interested in being part of this movie, so she's like, hey, I, I gotta go home at 10pm. And I guess this, this was somehow, like, the second day of shooting. I remember, like, we weren't able to reshoot this, essentially... Maybe this was the first day and like the second day was mainly meant for editing. Um, but I remember this was like, we had like 30 minutes left with this girl to be on camera and she wasn't going to come back. So some edits were done to the movie. Uh, also, the, the, the acting and the direction uh, left a lot to be desired. Uh, so the audience was... The audience would be very confused when they would actually see this movie because we cut out all bits of character for the protagonist. This 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 girl had no establishment of like, oh, I really want to be a butter churn or anything like that. She essentially was 
you know, a, a dialogue dump of, oh, you, you must be the famous uh, Miss uh, Marek Yagi. Um, and the final scene, again, she's meant to come home, rip off the poster from the wall, and then angrily churn butter. But we weren't able to shoot that, because by the time we got to, like, that point of the movie, we literally had, like, 10 minutes. So the agreement was, like, okay, we will... <laughs> We will we will shoot the entire final scene in a single take because you know it's a 40-hour film festival, that's the best that we can do. And that's what we do. However, there is a problem because we only have one poster for her to tear off. So Jake makes a really big deal of how she shouldn't rip the poster apart in case we need to get a second take. We only got one take. And instead of ripping off the poster from the wall, she comes back home. Again, this this is a woman who, who has just been sexually harassed uh, by an idol of hers. And what happens in the final cut of the movie is this girl comes back home depressed. She slowly, so like, so slowly and deliberately grabs the corner of the poster and slowly takes it off the wall. And then she's sitting at a table and the butter churner is next to her. And the idea was that she grabs the butter churner and then she just churns it. But that's not what she does. Uh, she gently pushes the butter churner off of the side of the table. And then it falls down. And that's the end of the movie. So instead of making like a movie about a girl who had a dream. Then she got harassed. But then past her harassment. Past her being seen as a lesser because of her gender. She perseveres and reaches her goal. The movie that we ended up shooting is about a girl who has a dream. She is sexually harassed. She comes back home and she gives up on that dream, which is um, a significantly <laughs> less, you know, life-affirming piece of art. But what would make things even worse would be the actual delivery of the movie. So, and this happens with every 48-hour film festival you end up rendering and finishing off the movie last minute because you're trying to get the best edits in, you're, you're trying to get the best product possible on a very limited period of time. And occasionally when you try to render uh, films in, in editing software, especially if there's like a lot of different cuts, um, sometimes the editing software just, just messes up with the rendering and it cuts off like a second early or, or something like that. What happens with the final cut, which, quick side note, uh, that drone shot that we ended up, that they ended up shooting for two hours, it is a second long in the final cut of the movie because it made no sense within, within, within this entire like five-ish, six-ish, seven-minute-ish film, a, a 45-second drone shot slowly going up made no sense. It made no sense from a framing perspective, it made no sense from a story perspective. I mean, the shot looked really nice. It would look good in a movie that deserved to have a drone shot, but it's just a really nice shot that you see for like one second, because if we kept the whole thing in, it would completely ruin the very little amount of flow that the movie had. But main thing, as we're rendering, the movie cuts out like a minutes, uh, like a second early. Like a second early, right before the credits roll, there's just like this blackness. But this blackness 
comes in right at the moment that the butter churner in the final scene falls to the ground. And we, we end up delivering this. Um, I have I have a dramatic little moment. I think this is this 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 is one of my most like diva moments on on a film set where I see the final cut without without the last second blackout. I see the final cut and I look at Jake and I'm like, take my fucking name off of this. <laughs> um, and you know, Jake takes offense. There's this really cool editor dude. Uh, who's also like, oh man, you know, like we can we we can we can smooth out a couple last things. Come on, don't be that dude. Then I listen to that really cool editing dude, and me and that cool editing dude would end up becoming great friends down the line. So uh, thank you for that person whose name I guess I can't mention, not to you know make this a pointed attack at Jake. Um, but. I, I, I see the cut that we have, and I'm like, okay, yeah, fine, fuck it, whatever, like, keep my name there, um, this, this wasn't a good use of my time, but I'm happy that I now have a story to tell, uh, but that story's not done, because we go to the actual film festival, and that is the moment when, when the editing dude comes up to me, he's like, hey, dude, there's, there's an issue, this, this movie cuts out a second early, and it just goes to straight blackness before the credits roll, and it has an unintended effect on the narrative of the story I just thought you should know before you see this movie on the big screen. And I'm like, ah! What could possibly make this movie worse? So again, final scene originally was meant to be this girl coming back home, getting angry, and through her anger, finding the path towards her true dream. What we ended up shooting was this girl coming back home, dejected because she got sexually harassed by her idol, and then giving up on her dream. What ended up being shown in the cinema during the actual festival was this girl has a dream, goes to meet her idol, her idol sexually harasses her, she comes back home, she sits down, she very strangely peels off his poster like with deliberate slowness and just just desperation in her eyes she takes off the poster then she looks <laughs> at the butter churning machine or you know the, the butter churning thing and then the screen goes black and then we hear a <laughs> which which is the sound of the butter churner falling to the ground but it is so easy just to imagine it's a gunshot and I think that is the general idea that people got uh, in the audience. Because the movie essentially seemed not like a film de femme, you know, about a woman who, who, goes past, uh, who, go, who goes past resistance and truly captures her dream. It didn't even seem like a movie about a girl who is sexually harassed and gives up on her dream. What we, sh what we put onto the big screen for a lot of strangers to see was a movie about a girl who has a big dream, she gets sexually harassed, and then she comes back home and she shoots herself. <laughs> oh, oh god, I, I remember sitting in that cinema, just, it's all dark, and you like, you hear the other teams talking about your movie, and uh, I, I distinctly remember somebody being like, 
This was meant to be a 10 minute short. Why is it only five minutes? <laughs> um, so so that's, that's, that's a little 48 hour film festival uh, story. I feel like there should be some sort of a uh, moral at the end of this tale. Which I think really should be if if you're if you're doing a if if you're doing a thing with a team, uh, make sure the other people on the team are on your side because nobody from that team was on Jake's side, uh, and I don't think Jake has been able to get people together to shoot a movie since, as far as I know. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but. Yeah, that was that was definitely a really uncomfortable, um, really uncomfortable set. Uh, but I'm happy that I went through it because it provides for for a good story down the line. Hey, uh, that went on for a while. If you would be interested in listening to some of my short stories, I have a YouTube channel, Mike Jesus Langer. If you want to follow me on Twitter, my name is Mike J Langer. If you want to find me on Facebook, I am Mike Jesus Langer Presents. And actually, as of yesterday, I also have a Patreon at Mike J Langer, uh, where I post up a bunch of my short stories. There's a short film that I shot, uh, and uh, also audio versions of my short stories ahead of time. So if that's up your alley and you want to be a patron of a bohemian artist, you can go check me out on Patreon at Mike J Langer. This has been Broadcast for Prog 13. I hope that you're having a nice evening. And I'm going to go do more writing. So hope you're safe, sane, and healthy. See you next week.